You already know that subscriptions can add predictable recurring revenue to your store. But did you know that Bold Subscriptions has added a ton of new features to make it even more profitable? Their convertible subscription feature first lets customers subscribe to one product and then automatically switch it to a different one the second month. Why? This way you can set up trial sizes, free samples, like uh, all those shaving websites. They've also added a cancellation flow to keep people on the subscription that I think is really cool. It's like abandoned cart recovery, but for subscriptions. So if you've ever tried to cancel your Audible account or anything like it, you'll see what I mean. If you say you don't like it, the books, they'll offer you one for free. If you say it's too expensive, they'll try to give you a deal on the next month. Basically, Bold built this into the subscriptions app, and it stops up to 30% of customers from canceling their subscriptions. And their most recent feature is the subscription buy button that lets you sell your subscriptions directly with a link that's perfect for email, blog posts, Facebook, whatever. Now, one of the things I personally love about it is that customers can manage everything about their subscriptions by themselves. They can log in, pause, skip, edit, update, payment info, their address, swap products, add products, whatever. They can just manage everything themselves. That's a huge time savings for merchants because it means fewer customer support requests. Now, if you want to add predictable recurring revenue to your business, Bold's offering their subscription app to listeners of the unofficial Shopify podcast free for 60 days. Go to kurtelster.com slash bold to install it. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Today on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we're talking about iPhone cases. Okay, wait, no. We're talking about AirPods cases. Wait, no, no. Actually, we're talking about Nomad Goods, a Shopify merchant that has achieved unbelievable success over uh, a, a long journey. And so in Ki they started eight years ago on Kickstarter. They raised 160 grand. And today, in 2019, rather, I should say, they did 20 million in revenue. Oh my gosh. And they've got just this beautiful website, an incredible product catalog in which I own. Uh, I've got their, their phone case. I got their AirPods case. I love their stuff. It is inspirational and fantastic. And joining me to talk through it is Mr. Noah Denzel, co-founder and CEO of Nomad. And they, they describe it as Nomad dreams up and builds out award-winning modern minimalist accessories for smartphones and smartwatches. 
and they have successfully crowdfunded on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and Circle Up. I don't even know what Circle Up is. And they sell direct on their Shopify powered site as well as through a few uh, retail and distribution partners like REI. How cool is that? Noah, thank you for joining us. Kurt, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. So I, I love I love Nomad Goods. I'm a Nomad fanboy. I think like the Nomad aesthetic is great. I love like the lifestyle travel photos throughout the site. I appreciate that someone over there is a Land Rover fan. I've seen some, <laughs> some Land Rover photos on that yep. site. And um, we worked on this, this project for uh, Keysmart and your friends with Michael from Keysmart. And when we were talking early on in that project, I was like, what's the inspiration here? What do you wish your site was more like? And they're like, we wish our site was cool like Nomad. Like, <laughs> wow, they're cool. Um, and I think we did a good job, but the Nomad site is so cool. And the products are so cool. And there's quite the story here. So uh, that's, that's what I want to hear today. I want to hear how you uh, went from 160 grand on Kickstarter to 20 million in revenue. It's just tremendous. But let's start with, with Nomad. What the heck is Nomad? What do you sell? What do you do? Well, first, thanks to Mike for the kind words on our site. And uh, I've got to give a lot of credit to um, Brian, my co-founder, as well as our badass web and design team and everyone that chimes in, because we are definitely a, a sort of a, a, a team where everyone can uh, play a part in something. So there's people who have their primary responsibilities, but everyone gets to add a little touch of themselves to what we're doing. And I think that's how we get a cool perspective on things and, and keep things sharp and fresh. But um, but uh, back, back to your question, Nomad. So Nomad um, is about, well, I sometimes I say we build uh, tools for the modern Nomad. And um, over the year, that toolkit has expanded. But, uh, but the, that sort of that concept, that ethos holds true in what we do. And when you think about the modern Nomad, well, you can think of the traditional Nomad. A traditional Nomad may be a nomadic pers person in the, in the Asian steppe, right? They own very few things and what they do own needs to be incredibly well-made and incredibly uh, useful. You know, they're not going to have one yurt filled with uh, uh, toys and another one filled with tools, right? In fact, anything that they, that they own needs to be of the highest quality. It needs to be useful. It needs to be practical. It needs to add value to their life. And frankly, if they come across a better bow and arrow, they're maybe going to, you know, upgrade from the one that they have because the things that they have they need to really be able to rely on them so those are some of the sort of product ethos principles that go into what we build and when we kind of look at the iphone as you know the tool of the modern nomad you know uh it's the sword of the 21st century but it's so much more than the sword it's it, it's crazy how much stuff you can do on a phone if you were naming this device today you wouldn't call it a phone because Usually the last thing you do on it is make a phone call these days. You're, it's cameras, it's notes, it's an internet device. It's, uh, there's an app for uh, identifying birds. If you're a bird spotter, you can you know, track your hikes, track your activities. It just does so many incredible things. So um, keeping it charged is incredibly uh, important. And that was, uh, that was sort of the insight in the beginning of this all. It was like, okay. How can we freaking keep our phones better charged? And, you know, I remember looking on Alibaba a really long time ago and literally trying to find a little USB cable that I could kind of like, you know, attach to the back of my BlackBerry because, you know, we all had Blackberries at that time. And, and um, you know, Blackberries were nice because you could swap the batteries out, but even so, they're always dying. 
and um, the thing didn't exist. And so I was thinking, man, there's there's got to be a better way. And and I was, you know, really lucky to come across uh, uh, someone who ultimately became my kind of co-founder in 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 so much more in this big mission, who was pretty much fully on board with. It, we were just all on the same page. And um, so with this germ of an idea of uh, the USB cable, this, the first one was USB cable, the size and shape of a credit card with Kickstarter. And that's called, that's the th charge card, right? That was called charge card. We don't make it anymore. It's not certified. It's not what's called MFI. Um, right. So it doesn't. Official, and that's like the Apple says, look, we, we promise this accessory doesn't suck. Yeah. It's not going to make your phone explode. <laughs> It's a good program. It forces people to make things that are going to work well. But, you know, there are some d design parameters. It couldn't be as thin as we wanted it to be. So our first our first stuff was, you know, our first stuff was homegrown. We manufactured in and to be clear, we did not have manufacturing experience. Um, we are kind of like bulldozers and we constantly go into territory that, that we are uh, that is unfamiliar to us, or rather, I like to call it like explorers. You know, we're out there exploring, and we get to one, one destination and one island and one peak, and from that peak, we see the next one that we couldn't even see before. So you just got to keep on getting forward so you can see the next one. And then, if it makes a lot of sense, maybe you stay there, maybe you set something up, maybe you understand that more, learn about it. Um, you know, with manufacturing, we started in the U.S. in 2012, and we knew. We knew very, very little. In fact, we knew so little that we had, it gave us almost enough confidence to go into it. It's like, yeah, we, this can't be that hard. We can figure this out. We ended up camping out at our, at our factory quite a bit. We went to school. Was this before or after you, you started this, the manufacturing school? This was all kind of like during, uh, during while the Kickstarter was raising funds and aligning up a manufacturer and then mostly kind of like the, the, the project started, we hit the, we hit the funding threshold, I think on the third day. So we knew pretty early on that this was going to be happening. Now at the time, Kickstarters often become something now where people go in often with such certainty. I see a lot of successful businesses that launch things on there and they use it as a launch platform. We really used it as a Kickstarter. We needed to hit our goal. We needed to hit over our goal. Um, things wouldn't have moved forward in that capacity had we not. So raising those funds and that was an important part of of having the sort of funds and much more than the funds themselves, having the backers and the excitement and the energy and the sort of the force to move forward. So that was really important to us. Yeah, a lot of people talk about their journey and they don't include nearly as much mindset and how your mindset evolves. It sounds like something you know, you think about a lot, or at least maybe you're not aware of it, but you are very aware of your your own mindset throughout this journey. Um, do you, do you, clearly, it's important, but the softball question is like, how, how important or why is mindset so important for entrepreneurs? I think they're incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important. Um, I, uh, I always say to, as I sometimes say, I think it was at Thanksgiving, my... Uh, we were all going around and saying saying something that we liked. And I said, you know, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right either way. <laughs> that mindset is, I think, so powerful. But the second part of that is expanding what you think you can. Um, so having the perspective to uh, 
to, to see more things and see more possibilities. I just blows my mind how many times I've been in situations where, uh, if you push harder, if you keep on trying, if you try different things, if you try different angles, you can move forward somehow. Maybe it's lateral or in a different way than you were even expecting, but you can move forward and you can bulldoze through the problem. You can climb over it. You can go around it. You can dig under. And I love it. You've got, you're like entrepreneurial mindset and personality is that of a honey badger. I (laughs) refer to the strategy and I say that with the, in the most positive way possible. I refer to that as um, uh, brute forcing it. I'm like, look, I know we can get to like, here's our problem. We've got, you know, we need to get from one side of this glacier to the other. We've got this glacier. I know we could do it. It's, I don't know necessarily how we're going to do it, but we can get from one side to the other. We know what our outcome is. We know what we want. And maybe we, we change the parameters on that a little bit, but all right, once we've got our glacier, how do we break that into ice cubes? And how do we make that into individual little problems that we solve or work around? What do we do there? And it sounds like you know, that has been, um, that's been your, your mindset and your strategy and clearly tremendously successful for you over the years. Uh, how, and it's not a question I necessarily ask often, but like personally, how has this been for you? Cause it, it's gotta be quite the change. You went from, you said, Hey, like we, we had to, manufacture this thing we know how we do it we know if we'd be successful it sounds like you lost a an original business partner in the process i did as well in my business so i know that's um you know, that has its ups and downs and then you, you went from you know a kickstarter couch the successful kickstarter while couch surfing to 20 million a year in revenue that's quite the lifestyle change like personally what what has this been this journey been like for you that's a really good question um I think that when people look at something from the outside in year eight, doing 20 or close to 20 million in revenue, um, it, it kind of looks like we've made it. Um, I'll tell you when you're in my seat, it still feels like we're definitely in the engine room. Um, obviously it's become a nicer engine room now and you know, the engines less likely to break down and, um, we know more what we're doing in there, but, it is, it is, the journey continues. And, you know, it was maybe two years ago or so that we started like taking weekends off and not just like working all weekend. And, um, and it was like, what do we do with this time? Like, it's like, I need to get a hobby. Like it was this funny, (laughs) this funny thing that I feel like people almost go through when they retire. Now, mind you, this was just like what to do on a Sunday afternoon. And, um, so this the the journey has been a challenge i think we put a lot of ourselves into this uh, so much of ourselves that we didn't even know how much we were putting in because we were putting in everything we had it was all day all evening late into the night staying up drinking wine trying to come up with a new product you know we would do that often and you know just the process of a business is not always like um Oh, you start a business and you have a marketing plan and you do this and you do that. A, a lot of it was bushwhacking um, or hitting these challenges and trying to figure out. Like, uh, I'll add to your to your honey badger. I'll add, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll add a little bit of, I guess, raccoon because raccoons are so. Uh, Please, they, uh, the preferred they, nomenclature on this show is trash panda. They, they, yeah, trash panda. They use tools. They're not afraid to get their hands dirty. They're smart. Um, they have opposable thumbs and uh 
you know, we, we are not afraid to get our hands dirty, but it's been personally, I think, and, and, you know, I'm speaking for, uh, you know, Brian, my co-founder as well as we, we dove so deep into this. Like we didn't, we didn't even know, like we got, we went so deep. Um, and it's been amazing because we put, so we put, it's, it's taken so much, um, to take so much to, I think, you know, make something happen. Maybe especially so if it's your first big go at this. I've met these entrepreneur people who are like, I have six businesses, I have six kids, I have six houses, and like I have six of everything. And like, I'm going to do a, you know, a big two hour lunch today. And I'm like, I don't have kids. I don't have houses, but you know, I'm putting a lot into this. And, 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 you know, I think that when you're first getting off the ground, you don't have that safety net. You don't have extra reserve capital. You don't necessarily have a house you can mortgage when you need to get through a tough patch. So what we had was our energy and we had our minds and we had our creativity and we had our wherewithal and our um, unrelenting kind of just energy moving forward. So personally, it's been tough, you know, um, it's been, it's been a challenge. Um, I think that one of the most exciting and rewarding things for me in the history of the company, you know, wasn't breaking 10 million in revenue. It was when we added company healthcare, you know? Um, and cause you know, we, we didn't have healthcare for years and then we had our super low salaries. So we were, you know, on, on Medicaid, which wasn't, super great so we needed to even up it a little bit so we we're over the minimum threshold and it was just like this this journey of like of being a bit scared you know um i don't mean that in a, in a bad way but in, in a way that's i guess motivating but something like even thinking wait a second you know we can uh we can go to the doctor we can go to the dentist you know i hadn't been to the dentist in like 10 years and i'm oh, sure geez. i know it's my fault I, 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 you know, I could, I could have probably saved up and done that. But the point is my focus wasn't on me, wasn't on my health. It was on the business. And I'm really just, you know, coming out of that still. And over the past two years, I've been like sailing and like, I went to the dentist a year ago for the first time. I had 13 cavities. I, oh, I, I got like seven filled in one day. It was, it was great, you know? So, um, but, but, but it's been this process of, growing up into a new phase of of being i think i think like what is success and i think it's just so important to realize and i'm i've slowly realized this that it's not a number it's not 10 million in revenue it's not 20 million it's not 50 million or whatever it is it's getting comfortable with what you're doing learning how to do it better and leading a healthy and productive lifestyle and working with good people and uh, building great products Given that you had tremendous success on Kickstarter in 2012, and the Kickstarter listing is still up and out there, which I love that they do this, so I'll link to it in the show notes, but you got like press from everybody. So I, I'd love to hear, you know, what do you think is, is critical to the success of a Kickstarter, at least in 2012? And Kickstarter is so different now, would you use it today? I do see, over the years, I've seen more and more companies and i hear people say it to me they're like yeah maybe we'll like do a quick little kickstarter and then like kick out the pr and then do a press tour or whatever it may be and i'm thinking like whoa what do you mean you just do a little kickstarter that is a whole like 
a whole special process, you know? So um, I think that over the years, it's become a mechanism and a tool for some companies and some projects. And it, at the same time, there are companies that got their start on Kickstarter and they love that. And it meant, and it's who they are and it's in their DNA. And even though they've become successful over the time, over, over time, they still use it because those are their backers. That's their DNA. That's where they got started. Now, inevitably, they're, it's different for them now because they've kind of like made it, so to speak, but it's nonetheless their DNA. So I think that it has evolved and that people use it in different ways and that that's totally cool and, and acceptable. And I think it's up to the, uh, the backer to understand what they're backing. Are they backing a first time entrepreneur or artist? Are they backing a successful company that's launching their 10th product? You know, and even sometimes a company that might be launching its third or fourth Kickstarter and raising millions of dollars, there can still be a lot of risk and uncertainty involved. And we've, I think we've all seen large companies that, that we loved that got their start on Kickstarter who, you know, didn't make it over the long haul. And so, um, it's, I'm, I'm for it and I'm for the different kind of, you know, incantations of it and so forth. And, you know, and, uh, I, I think that um, we're, if we were to do it again, we could. We've certainly considered it, and people suggest it to us all the time. We've got a good thing going on Shopify. We love our platform that we're on. We love our current model. It is a lot of work, and that's one thing I say to people is don't think that you, when you do Kickstarter, you're not, it's not like you're lighting a match in a, like, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in a, wild brush that's about to just light on fire you know i was gonna go, I'm like um, <laughs> light a match in uh, a gas station yeah, like, not, no that's not a good image you're not no so like it, you're trying to sort of trying to start this fire this energy to, to to get this project going but like i think of it like imagine you're trying to start a fire in uh like the uh, in in like a kind of a wet wet rainforest or something you gotta kind of get the kindling get it going you gotta keep on you know, you got to blow on it. You got to do a lot of work to get that fire going. It's it's going to take time. It's going to take energy. Everyone sees the, the the company that starts off and they just go straight up into outer space. And everyone thinks that, that oh, that's easy and fun. I want to do that. We didn't do that. You know, we worked hard. We printed out 5,000 marketing cards that we were going to hand out in person to a, like 125 people a day. We, we had this thing down where... We will raise like fifty thousand dollars, no matter, no matter what. Yeah, we printed these things out, and we went up to people. We went door to door. We went into bars. At the same time, we were reaching out to press and online press, and I think we realized on day two or three we had already hit our fifty thousand dollar goal, and probably less than a hundred of that came from the in person efforts. But nonetheless, huh. it was that energy of like we are it's gonna hustle we are gonna hit 50k no matter what i don't care if we don't get any press online we have we have to build charge card we are we are building this product this is something we're doing and we're gonna hit the 50k it's somehow humanly possible that we could do this and and then it didn't I, I mean i love that i love that like that grassroots approach i mean that's i had to do the same thing to start my own business i was slipping letters <laughs> under people's doors uh and it worked you know like it doesn't scale particularly well not but it worked. A, not but at all and press was more of a the grassroots the approach press. was reflective of our mentality of we're you know oh okay that didn't work but that was the same hustle that we immediately poured into our press outreach and 
sending samples to people and getting samples to people's to people's doors. I remember we spent the last couple thousand dollars we had in this Kickstarter era. We went down to FedEx and we sent we made these mailers by hand. It, there's this trend we call it direct to consumer of these brands who just they manufacture something like you, something innovative, solves a problem, and they sell it direct to consumer and they're proud of like it is exclusively online. And you are proudly omnichannel, which is the other way to go. And so you've got you're selling online, offline, internationally. Talk to me about that. Like why why do that? What's the advantage? But actually you're you're so great at, at answering these questions. Uh <laughs> the topic is retail go. So we got started on Kickstarter as as we've discussed we the day kickstarter ended i i wish we had thought more about this before but we realized wait we need a website duh you know the day kickstarter ends you're, you're oh really of, you hadn't thought about it yeah i mean we had a basic one but like it there there were just so many we were moving so fast it's always like okay wow we need to get this whole we need to keep on getting the pre-orders going you know because well sometimes at kickstarter they raise their money and then they like especially back in this day it wasn't like Oh, you, then you immediately spool up to Shopify. You know, um, Shopify was one of the smaller players in 2012. Um, it it was it was just so solid and easy to use. And what we loved so much about it, and still true to this day, is that it was constantly evolving. Con like, oh, new tool, new update, new feature. Like, because this space is so evolving, and so that was nice. And in it's and it's evolved so much over the past eight years. It's been crazy so it's been so such an awesome journey and it's and it's it's been really fun um of this all we don't have a specific roadmap of we have to be here or we're only online or we're only offline or we're only going to be gas stations or we're we're only the only retailer we'll do is rei um we want to be where our customers are we want to reach our customers online is and always has been for us an incredible avenue for meeting them we can hit nomad customers people who like our products who like what we're doing who like what we're about in norway in south africa all 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 around the world truly we've had we've had orders and shipped to, to a, like i think you know well over 100 countries and and so reaching those customers if those customers are at rei and we want to we want to be there um hold up it's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately i know i have there's just a pile of packages in front of my door i can't even get the front door open but if you're an e-commerce brand that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Talk to him. You know what's fascinating about that? I'd it's fa if I just took these products, all your products, and I just put them in a pile... And I didn't know anything about the brand. I said, what kind of company is this? People would say, it's tech accessories. And you are flatly, plainly being like, this is a lifestyle company. And I think that is part of the brilliance of Nomad. It would so easy for like this category of company just to be, to be cool and successful, but not like it is. Not like the way you have it run. And I think it is because it, 
you have that that great branding, but positioning it as a lifestyle brand and listening to your customers and making it about how they are living their lives. Also, I just love this damn AirPods case. If you've got AirPods Pro, get this the Nomad uh, Horween leather AirPods case. Shout out to my boys in Chicago at Horween. They're, I love this thing. They, they have some <laughs> incredible leather and they have, gosh, you, building great products. One of the, the coolest things is when you can really use great materials and um, and they make they make incredible leather. Uh, and uh, it, you just, you don't have to know a lot about leather to sort of touch it, smell it, feel it. And just, there's like that visceral thing that we have and we just know that it's good. Just in the same sense, you might not need to know a ton about wine, but if, you know, you drank a nice glass of wine and then a shitty one, you wouldn't have to be an expert to, 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 to probably taste that one's a little bit better. Great, great materials is key. And feedback is so important. And back to the question on retail, we've had so much amazing feedback from different people, whether it's our direct consumer customers or whether it's our, the buyers from, uh, from an APR, the Apple Premium Reseller in Norway or Austria, it's it's worth listening to a few bad ideas in order to get one good one, then to not listen and miss out on something that could have been good and useful. A conversation one time with a security guard in Germany, and it, the point of the conversation was how, but just how you can learn something from anyone and he was sharing he was just sharing tips with me about how to be like a security guard and like the tips that he's learned over the years for 20 years and like it was just an interesting thing about how like you could just pass someone up or something up because it's just a security guard it's just an uber driver you're 100 percent right when like we're hanging out with with friends or family you meet someone new and i encounter somebody you always ask hey what do you do and when they tell you if i think that person is at all like a specialist or expert in their field I'll, I'll, I will always try to ask them a question along the lines of like, yeah, tell me something that would surprise me about that, that industry or that field. And it's when you encounter someone who just knows like a thousand times more about a thing that you never thought about before, like crowd control or uh, commercial security and to ask them how they see it, like it just completely changes your perception of that thing in minutes. So I, yeah, you're right. I think that there's tremendous value in that. And then often, you know, those teachings can be applied in, in unexpected ways. And naturally, I can't think of a great example right now. But I love this, like, diverse feedback that we get from so many different people and so many different sources. And, and you know, I think that's been interesting in terms of where we sell and exhibit and interact with our customers and this and that. And um, I guess that's, that's on, like, the sort of... The, sort of product retail space feedback, you know, what categories should we go into and all these things. So um, I think being open-minded to opportunities to be clear that work. We've had offline retail, uh, we've had offline retail experiences that don't work, that aren't profitable, that are too complicated or the margin's not there. So knowing when to say no, but I think that I think that, that just comes down to don't do anything at any cost do things that work for you but at the same time you know you you don't need you, you can be open to different uh, different ideas or, or trying different things being open-minded trying to learn and grow doing more of things that do work um doing le less of things that don't but always being comfortable to experiment a little because at the end of the day you know you got to know that the you don't fully know. And so you need to keep on turning over stones and seeing what's there. And um, if, 
you know, like, and I, I hear that and see that in so, so many different, different places. And I just think that that's, that's really true. And one of the things that's going to make you successful is not, are you, you know, are, are you success is, you know, do you have this clairvoyant product marketing vision from day one? And, you know, maybe you got a little special sauce, that's good, use it. But do you have the wherewithal to push forward, hit the wall, turn right, hit the wall, turn left, and then all of a sudden you're going to make it through. Two takeaways there. The, the core tr- personality trait at all of this advice you have given is humility. You, at no, despite your, your, your tremendous success all along this journey, you have always been willing to talk to whoever and hear out whoever about whatever ideas and explore ideas and markets and products. And the value in that has been tremendous uh, diversification that has reduced your risk. So really, it, that just that core humility and like your natural curiosity and honey badgerness has paid uh, all kinds of other dividends in, in the business and your life. Yeah, and hunger. I think that that was the thing you're capturing there with that honey badger is the relentless, relentless hunger. Yes. You know? Um, just keep plugging away at it. Keep plugging away at it. Um, I want, all right, last question. I want to know, you have a travel lifestyle brand uh, during a pandemic. Clearly, 2020 has just been a dumpster fire every year. It is just a crazy, crazy time. How has Nomad fared through 2020 so far? And, you know, what's next? How are you? How has this changed you? We've been doing fine. We've been pushing through. We've been getting by. It's been totally wild and totally nomad fashion. We um, tried new stuff. We ended up going to the medical goods business. We've shipped, I think, over well over 10 million masks, um, the three-ply surgical masks, um, the KN95s. We have shipped hand sanitizer uh hand sanitizing wipes all sorts of things and to be clear when we did this in march it was a different scenario than it was today it was a lot less obvious it seemed a lot weirder the demand was absolutely insane we had to limit those orders only to the medical community at first because the demand was so off the charts and we were not we were charging the base bare minimum price we could because we were just trying to trying to move these but all of a sudden we found ourselves getting into the medical goods game so you know that's those are kind of our values of trying things, you know, being comfortable with things that we're less familiar with. And just that realization of like, you know, if you think you can, you can like we let's, 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 we've got the supply chain. We have uh, distribution channels. We know a heck of a lot about shipping. We know way too much about shipping. It's ridiculous. So let's put this all to work. And so through this crazy time of uh, COVID, it's been one of the busiest times in the company's history. And actually, it reminds me so much of the really early days of the company where we were doing so much by the seat of our pants. It, it is nice to mature a little bit. So we have a little bit more like systems and things. But it's been so cool for everyone that works at Nomad to get that experience of just that entrepreneurial experience of, you know, whipping up a new web page overnight, receiving a shipment of hand sanitizer on a Tuesday, getting the website launched and shipping and selling the product on Wednesday. And that's a real thing that happened. And it's just been totally nuts. There's that excitement. There's that excitement. There's that energy. There's that entrepreneurial um, honey badger spirit of pushing forward. It's a little, it's a little Bear grills, you know, and you're like, improvise, adapt, overcome. Bear, bear grills is, you know, do what you can with what you have wherever you are. And 
sometimes I, oh. sometimes I talk about our cables and it's like, well, what is the best cable? And well, the best cable is the one that you have on you. You know, if your phone's dead, it's the so we make the really minimalist cable the size and shape of a key so it fits on your keychain because at the end of the day yeah it'd be nice to have your three meter and be lounging on your couch charging with USB-C but maybe you're charging out of the back of a tv with in a hotel with your um key cable because that's the only one you have on you so back to that spirit of Bill Grill, Bear Grylls of MacGyver like those are such nomad qualities of being resourceful and if, if there's one of the biggest words that I would say is so important in this whole thing is being resourceful because you're never going to have the right tool. And if you're early on this, you're never going to have enough money. You're never going to have enough tools. You're never going to have the right contacts. You're never going to have the right. When we were reaching out to press in the early days, I would cold email and I would just make up the email of someone that, that was at CNET. And I emailed this one guy. I would just, you know, okay, first name, last name at this, first name at that, you know. <laughs> and I got, I sent four emails. I got three auto rejections. That fourth one, he agreed to do an exclusive on charge card for our Kickstarter launch. And then it was like, okay, wow. Like we're just kind of making this, this up in terms of the process. We didn't have a PR agency. We didn't have a firm. We didn't have a list. And um, so every stage of the business has always been just let's try let's maintain a positive attitude let's push let's those the same qualities of just persistence you know i say like persistence breaks resistance of just being persistent persistence breaks resistance that's a good one of being persistent of trying new things of keeping a positive attitude of taking on challenges that are bigger than you and bigger than you know and know how to do but are within your grasp and reach that that is how you're going to always move forward and uh, business is every day is a challenge and and uh and, and it's it's a it's a creative mindset to to come up whether it's a new product or you new resolve a, a a cash flow issue um whatever it might be so so i think that having a positive mindset is is going to be key because you know you got to believe in yourself um you've got to believe in yourself and that's that's an important thing absolutely i love that advice i love that sentiment i think I want to end this podcast there because it's such universal and practical advice. But before we go, you have a free sticker offer. What? I love stickers. How do I get my free stickers? Oh my gosh. We have the coolest little sticker pack. And um, I'm actually, I got to get that. If you just Google, I think nomad stickers, it will come up our sticker pack. It should be the top result. It's got some cool stuff in there. A little bit of the company story and it's free. So, that's nice. It's such a clever thing. It's like a beautiful envelope. It's got uh, multiple stickers in there. And then it's got the brand story. And it really, it's like an inexpensive thing, but you keep the stickers forever. It speaks to the brand. Um, I got one. I don't know. I ordered a few items and this was in there and I just thought it was so cool. And of course, the stickers ended up in my garage where all stickers go. So you've got like this unending reminder. It's like you and Tacticalories are, <laughs> are both stuck up in my garage. Well, where can people, so I've, I've got all the stuff in the show notes. Uh, where can people go to learn more about you? Nomadgoods.com. Check out our Instagram. It's at nomad. And, uh, oh, it's so good. We, Your IG is so good. <laughs> we, uh, we have a lot of fun stuff on there. Some cool interviews with people. It's, you know, we, we flash new products on there. We, uh, we showcase some of the sort of landscapes and peoplescapes and cityscapes that get us excited about things. And, um, so yeah, nomadgoods.com and Instagram at nomad. 
And uh, yeah, just engage, reach out. We really strive to make the best products we can with the best materials. We, we stay up late thinking about USB tips and how we can improve this little thing and all these nerdy little things. We nerd out on it. Uh, I can confirm. I've got, I've got the Nomad goods. They live up to the hype. They're fabulous. Noah, this has been, this has been great. I thank you for your time, and I, I hope this inspired some folks. It's been great to be here, Kurt. Thank you. One last thing. If you're new to e-commerce, you're probably thinking what we all were in the early days. Where the heck do I start? Product photography? Discount codes? A logo? Thankfully, there's a simple answer. Start with your theme. Your Shopify theme is your online storefront. Picking the right theme influences the way your store looks, how it works, how easy it is for visitors to see your brand's value. And that's what makes or breaks your conversion rate. With nearly a decade of experience building beautiful, performant themes, my friends at Out of the Sandbox are experts in knowing what it takes to make your store a success. From the unmatched speed of Turbo to the endless customization possibilities of Flex, their themes are designed to look great and, more importantly, help you sell more. Whether you want to upgrade your existing theme or launch a brand new online store, Out of the Sandbox has a theme for you. Visit outofthesandbox.com and use promo code KURTS20 for 20% off their best-selling themes, Flex and Turbo. Go to outofthesandbox.com unofficial, promo code KURT20 for 20% off Flex and Turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.